They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. That's why we grow faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh, yeah. Nitty greed is that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greed is that niners talk. We outline players up and show. Nitty greed is that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this the nineties talk. Nineties talk. Nitty gritty, this the nineties talk. Nineties talk. Nitty gritty, this the nineties talk. Oh, we are ready. We are ready, and I can see everybody's gonna be here. Peachy, what's going on? What is up, man? I'm excited about this show. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing super good. Special guest. Been talking to this brother for a long time. I'm so glad we're going to be able to have him on. He is waiting in the queue. We're going to have to bring him out. But before we bring him out, let's go ahead and get through all the formalities, you know, all that good stuff. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you go to our Facebook page where you can like and follow us. Facebook.com backslash Nitty Gritty Niners. You can also follow us on Twitter. That's at Nitty Gritty with the number nine ERS. That's where we do our weekly polls. So make sure you're there so that you can participate in that. And we are now streaming live on on twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Niners. And we still want you to subscribe to us on YouTube. That's at Wayne Breezy. And for everybody listening to us out there on their favorite podcasting platform, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, my absolute favorite Apple podcast, make sure you subscribe to us there and select five stars. And please, by all means, leave some type of comment. We truly would appreciate it. And last but not least, you can go ahead and email Email us, niners at gmail.com. Now, with that being said, I will, I want to come at Peachy is rocking the official Trey Lance jersey. You might have to, you might have to turn around because they might think that's Jeff Garcia. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Showing that is not Jeff Garcia. No, turn around. They, they want to see the name. That's okay. it. It's official. Right. She's getting old, John. She's she's getting older. I'm wired up. No, I'm just wired up to everything. I'm trying to figure out how to do this because I thought about that. Like I need to do that. So right, can... right, right, right. What's okay. going on, everybody out there? I try. I'm getting it. There you go. There you go. Can you see it? No, you gotta like kneel down or something. Like it's coming. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Oh, this is so I funny. It. I can't believe I we're doing. It. Right. Now, there it is. Now move the damn hair. <laughs> move your hair. Right now it just says, old, just take your hair and move it away from the back of the number. And then, and now, and move your back straight up. Okay. Nice. There it is. We got us, baby. Let's go. Now you can turn around. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing out the one and only, my brother from another mother, my man from the Rush 49ers Rush podcast, my guy, Mr. John Chapman. What is going on, guys? Man, this is absolutely incredible. Whenever you started doing the hype up pitch, bring me out, Wayne, 
I thought you were talking about somebody else, man. I started like looking around, like who's coming out, man? This is awesome. Uh, yeah. So glad to be here, Peachy. Love the jersey, looking amazing as always. Thank you. Absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Man, we truly thank you. We truly thank you for being on the show, man. It's a pleasure. Now, I do want to let everybody know out there. Now, since Peachy wanted to rock the jersey, I'm rocking the official. Now, I don't know if everybody got their ice tray shirts, but the Nitty Gritty Niners ice tray shirts are out, and I got the socks to match. Bam! (laughs) And for everybody that's still rocking face masks, mask it up. There you go. Boom! All right, and so that's those are the ice trade joints. And where can you go and get those? Well, you guys can go to nittygrittyniners.com. Ice trade shirts are still there and they're still available. And go ahead and support the Nitty Gritty Niner fan. But, John, this show is about you, man. We wanted to lift you up and your platforms up and everything that you do. And we just appreciate all the things you do for us as a 49er. Like, I, I call you a broadcaster, man, because you are in the books you are in the film you are in everything and the only thing you're not doing is broadcasting on Sundays so I feel like that's what's next for you bro man I, I appreciate it it's funny we started you know 49ers rush a little over five and a half years ago it, it's, it, it seems like it's flown by now but every single thing that we adapt to and I think you guys are starting to find this out as well like people say hey why don't you do this and I'm like all right, let's do that. Uh, that's kind of what it's evolved into. And so, you, you know, I, I really appreciate the kind words. And, you know, probably the biggest thing that we've got going now, which I'm so excited, is this 49ers Rush Road Trip, uh, where yes. we are going on the road. And, man, I can't wait to meet up with you guys. Uh, I don't know if y'all have yes. announced it yet, but I'm like a little kid. I can't hold secrets, man. No, <laughs> tell it. Let the world know, baby. So Come on. We are doing three road trips this year. We're going to Philly, Chicago, and Los Angeles. And we're throwing parties like it have never been thrown before. Uh, we're saving on group rates for hotels. And we're saving as much as like 50 bucks a night. And we're staying like at some nice hotels very close to the stadiums. We're going to be throwing a huge party the night before. Uh, live broadcasting, giveaways, all kinds of stuff going on there. So it, we've got a lot going on. And, man, all you have to do is go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com to jump on there. And you guys, y'all are coming out, baby. And we're going to be oh, able we, to hang out. Let's me. hear about it, man. So what, what? I don't know if you've released this yet, but which ones, which games are you guys coming to? Because I, th- this is huge. I'm so excited about this. So we will definitely be at the Philadelphia Eagles game uh, up here in Philadelphia, right? And so we can't wait to get out to that city city of brotherly love and tear that joint down like i'm like I, i'm gonna put another crack in the liberty bell that's what i plan to do you know what i'm saying i don't know about peachy but that's what breezy's gonna do i'm gonna crack the other side hey john check check this out so the week before that because my son's an eagles fan right i'll be in atlanta so if anybody needs any scouting tips you know i'm having my binoculars up there <laughs> Whatever. i love it so if anybody can pass some stuff on i can definitely scout them for you and tell you like what's up and so what you know one of the things i'm there. excited about and you know here's the deal you talk about like scouting the enemy Philly has not traditionally been the kindest to (laughs) road travelers. And that's a big reason why we're putting this together. Like if you're one of those people that travel the games by yourself, like I used to be, guess what? You're not going by yourself. You got people to stay with. 
Uh, we got a safe place to celebrate, have a good time, and create that tailgate together, go to the game together, all those things. And so the community is being built within that. And that's probably the thing that I like the most from everything that's come from this podcast and all the things that go on on here for 49ers Twitter to just everything. People coming together, establishing friendships, communities, celebrating together. And, man, what, what more could you ask for? I know. And I I do truly believe that this season is going to be of an abundance of health. And the 49ers are going to be out there. And we're going to see the 49ers that we were promised kind of like last season. And I'm kind of happy last season went the way it did, especially with COVID and, and all that stuff that started to take precedent over everything in life. I kind of like the way it went. I know we weren't healthy, but I think the fact that the, the stadium is going to be able to be full packed this year. That's huge because the 49ers play better when their fans are out there. If you don't remember, let's go back to 2019, John, week three. Now, I was scared, shivering in my boots at Levi Stadium because I just we couldn't throw a touchdown. Like we and we turned the ball over like 95 times. But those fans at Levi Stadium, the faithful. Man, did they rally, got their team. Jimmy G throws that pass. I think it was a Dante Pettis, if I'm not mistaken. It was He was caught up. And then we win the game. What are your thoughts about the, about the stadium being open full capacity? It matters. Um, it, I, I'm a teacher in, you know, my off time, right? Like, <laughs> it's a full-time job, but I'm a teacher. This year, you know, we I'm in California, so it was all, you know, virtual. It was awful. Like, teaching's hard anyway, brutal. but teaching on Zoom, like, nobody to laugh at my corny jokes, that's what drives right. me. You know what I'm talking about? And so these players yeah. are going through the same thing. When you have the energy... Uh, the vibe in the stadium whenever you have thousands and thousands of people going for that it changes everything and so that's a little thing but another big thing is just the revenue right this is what's important to me because as people go back to these games the revenue increases increases the salary cap all right fred warner what's up man all right nick bosa what's up man we're allowed to bring these players back as that revenue goes up which the 49ers need big time because we have a lot of young talent on the way i truly agree now let's get right down to the daggone rumors because the rumors are popping before i do that ladies and gentlemen i need you guys to go over to twitch see my our youtube fans they think they're amazing i don't like to call them fans i like to call them family right and so because we're streaming on youtube as well they're spoiled and so even though they have twitch they don't want to go on twitch so this will be the last week that we're streaming on YouTube. I don't care if we only have four streamers on Twitch next uh, in two weeks because Memorial Day, we're taking the week off. I don't care if we have two streamers on Twitch. We're going to be moving our platform to Twitch. John, if you don't know anything about Twitch.tv, I will have to school you because it is amazing. It, it's definitely um, going that way. There's there's no doubt that you know the platforms and right. all the things change. You should just be podcast. Now, then it was YouTube, right? right? The Periscope, you throw all those things in there. Twitch offers something. It, Wayne didn't tell me to say this, or he isn't paying me to say this, or anything like that. It's just what it is. Twitch and Discord and things like that, they just offer something that's new to the listener that creates a better community. And so I, I get why you're saying this. I get, you know, I listen to the show, guys. I'm a big fan. I was a little disappointed there were only two boxes. I was like, what's up, MK? Where's everybody else at? I was going to say hi to those guys. So you're going to have to extend that out for me. But um, the, the community extends with Twitch. Um, so anyway, 
that's I'm throwing my two bits out there. You can send me a check in the mail, Wayne. Uh, you pay me later. But most definitely. <laughs> Just tell me to cut. You tell me your percentage. I got you, man. No. And so you know what it is though. You've been on YouTube. I, I'm new to YouTube. Even though I'm old, but I'm new to the YouTube platform. And so starting on YouTube, it's so hard. If I would have started five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever, like when you've kind of like been in the game for a little bit. And so uh, starting is just like, you know what, since we've been on YouTube, we can go ahead and make that transition really quick. Shout out to Mike Ng, Switch Players 49. They are on there. And listen, uh, not you, John, but my other John. John V, stop cursing and stop spamming because my bots are on it. Like, <laughs> Yes, they are on it. Big time. <laughs> Yo, I'm getting all these message bots. Uh, John is spamming the emotes button. They are snitching on you, bro. Just take a chill pill, man. Take 30 seconds off, bro. But I appreciate the love. I, I do appreciate it. Now, listen, we got a dope show for you. We're going to get to some rumors, uh, John. Today was the first day of OTAs. I listened to your podcast. man. First of all, whenever you put out your podcast, that is my morning run. I run 30 minutes every morning. Sometimes your podcast go a little bit over 30 minutes. And so when you do that, I just extend my run and I get kids later. I'm going to remember that, man. I'm going to be yeah, I'm gonna be in your corner freaking push it. And so, um, like my students, I'm like, they just gonna have to wait. I got to finish the podcast. I'm going to extend my run and it is what it is. But I love your last podcast, man. It was amazing. And just listening to you talk, it just breathes 49ers life into my body. yo. And so it's like, I can't wait to sit here and just chop it up with you. And so let's talk about the rumors that's going down. And right now, everyone wants to know about who Julio and did and, and let me ask you this: Did Kyle Shanahan? And I was trying to find the clip. I wanted to validate this this quote. This is a quote, all right. If there is a Julio available and you have the opportunity to get him, go get him. It's worth it, Kyle Shanahan. Thoughts on that, John? And then Peachy. Well, I'll say this: Kyle Shanahan, he's awesome. First off. But, man, when he wants something, he can't help himself. He's a little kid with his hand in the cookie jar, and he wants his toys. Yeah, we have seen him bring the likes of Niles Paul, Tom Compton, Alfred Morris. Like, these guys that he's bringing them. And who else is his boy than Julio? Julio had over 1,700 yards in one year under Kyle The quote you talked about, Wayne, uh, oh, you go get a Julio if you can get him. The issues are not so much with Julio would fit perfectly with us. Does Julio want to come here? Oh, you bet your rear end he does. Do the 49ers have the cap space? Eh, we're closer than most. Uh, we're closer than most. You can definitely swing that. We're in the running. You look at the sports books, 49ers are the favorite almost on every single site. Um, but the problem is if, you, if the 49ers could send their second straight up right now, I think they could get them. But I don't want to pay that much because we already don't have a first next year. You spend a second two, now you're without a first and a second. Now you're waiting for your third round to pick. What are you, the Rams? That's not what we want to do. Like You want to build through the draft and bring in a little bit of youth. So I think you go bargain shopping and you put in some offers. But I'm not comfortable with the second. You know, We can get into a little bit of the parameters and some trade packages I'd be comfortable with. But you're going to have to get creative. This isn't as simple as, here's the second, we take Julio. There's got to be cap implications. You're going to have to restructure a couple other players. And to be honest with you, the Falcons, they're broke. They can't even sign their draft class right now. They need young rookie contract players. So I think you're going to have to offer some of those type of guys in like a fourth or a couple fourths. 
to make this palpable for both the Falcons and the Rams. I don't know. What do you think, Peachy? What I think about it is, is that uh, Julio would be great on the 49ers, like you said. I do agree with one thing. I've been thinking about it, and I I just don't, like, in my opinion, I think that the Falcons are not going to trade Julio to the NFC. I think that they're trying their best not to. I think that they that they would rather have him in the other conference. <laughs> so that, you know, and even though they might play him, but he's still not in the same conference, so he's not in their way, so to speak, until, you know, it's Super Bowl or something. But let's just be real. The team he's probably going to go to is probably not going to be in the Super Bowl. So, it's one of those, but I have a feeling that they're going to. I do ag- agree with what you're saying that if the 49ers were to give up a second, then yeah, that would that would leave us where the Rams are most of the time, and Seattle, by the way, the same way they um, picking picking later. The only thing that I will say about it is that um, I do believe that Julio has a lot left to give to the National Football League. I do believe that if we did take a chance on Julio, that we wouldn't regret it. I 100% believe that. Uh, I think Julio would be a major asset for the 49ers. But I do understand um, as far as the picks go, the cap, uh, I know that we could finagle it and make that work. I think it is more about the picks than than the cap. I really don't think it's about the money as far as it goes. Right. That's just how I feel about it. Am I the only old 49er fan that doesn't give – the money like come on come on guys i mean you can make it happen you can make it happen right and i I think we've been watching Prague make things happen with weird wording and contracts and and being able to get out after the first year and this this, that and the third and maybe there'll be some type of injury thing well who if you get injured with this type of injury man we don't pay you there's so much in the language you can get to get a julio now i would give up a second that I don't care if we draft there. I don't care if we only have a third round pick next year and then whatever else we have because the 49ers are trying to contest and win now and later. And I feel like I feel like you're bringing a Julio in here with two years left on his contract. You find a way to restructure. You're still able to pay Fred Warner. You're still able to sign Nick Bosa. Like, I feel like you can get it done because he wants to go to a team that's winning. We're going to continue to talk about that. But before we do, we definitely have the infamous clip from today. This clip, I don't know about you, but it just made my day. Now, I'm a huge Shannon Sharp fan. Always have been since his days in Denver. Even liked him when he went to be more. But I tell you, man, he's even more likable for me as an as an analyst. All right, so let's go ahead and watch this.
As a 49er fan, I'm crushing Love it. Love that. Love it. I'm I it love Dallas. Not only did he not say he said it, well, he said it twice. He confirmed at the very end, even after Shannon says we on air, which he kindly left out of the conversation at the beginning of the show. I'd be pissed off at my uncle. If that, he pulled that on me. Like, man, you just cost me dollars. That's what you just did. Oh, but hey, it, oh, it's good TV. Man. It's good TV. It, it was great TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, I guess we know he doesn't want to go to Dallas. And uh, like PG said earlier on the show, she said, listen, I don't think he's going to be traded to the NFC. It doesn't make sense because then he'll go to a team that's going to tend, it's going to whip Dallas's tail, right? At some point, I don't even think he goes to the Patriots because if if I'm the Falcons, I don't like the Patriots either. Not after that oh, Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And it's and so no, I'm with you, Wayne. And, and I think Peachy she hit something key there too. I think the Falcons want to trade him to the AFC, but. Again, I, I know people want to say, oh, well, money doesn't really matter. You have to look at teams that can win now and teams that go. have the money. And so if we're just looking at the AFC, okay, there's not much there. You've got the Browns and you've got the Colts. That's it. If you want to throw in the Patriots, that's fine. Those are the only ones that could handle his contract. Now, again, you could see something similar to Teddy Bridgewater, right? Whenever the Panthers traded him to Denver. Uh, Panthers took almost all that cap hit. They didn't have to, but in order to trade him away, they're like, look, let's take more of this. Can the Falcons do that? Ah, I don't really think they can. They're kind of bent over right now. Right? Mm, man, so they're in, they're in cap hell right now. Oh. Good not to be the Falcons. I'll tell you nope. that right now. All right. So that's the Julio talk now. Now, let me, even though you said that the money might be an issue, like, do you really, would, would you want Julio? Oh, on this 100%. Team? It, it could be, oh, okay. here's how easy it would be to get Julio, right? Number one, you're going to want to restructure him. You can push a lot of that money back. Okay. Right. Now, and, and people might not want to hear this, but I really think this is the simplest thing ever. You've already agreed to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the contract on the team this year. Like, that's just happening. That's what it is. All you would have to do is just restructure and push $5 million of that cap hit from Jimmy G into 2022, and it's done. That's the simplest way to do it. Um, but can you do that without changing the language in his contract, though? Yeah, because what would happen is Jimmy would get that, you know, that basically $5 million up front, which makes him happy. That's going to lower his cap penalty in 2022. Um, okay. And because, again, it's going to stay on the 49ers' books, but whenever you trade him to another team, it basically takes $5 million off that cap hit. For So instead of $25 million, um, if you trade him next year to whatever team gets him, it'd only be $20 million for them. Now the 49ers would carry that $5 million cap hit in 2022, but it gives you the flexibility. If that means I get Julio. I want Julio. I want Julio. Right. Uh, every every right. team wants Julio. So now let's throw this hypothetical out there, right? So Peachy, I'm gonna throw this hypothetical at you first, right? Okay. Let's just say OBJ wants out of Cleveland. Now Kyle Shanahan is licking his chops. Who would you prefer, OBJ, Julio Jones? Uh, why are you asking me that? On Crowder, James, whatever his name is. Don't throw it on them other guys. We talking about them two premium guys. I'm asking you guys out there as well. OBJ, Julio Jones. I mean, if you're going to put that between OBJ and Julio, then you would want to go with with OBJ. And, and why? I'm just gonna, I'm just going to keep it real. Like, like I would rather have OBJ than than Julio. Yes. Four years. But why? 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 
Oh, dang, I, was, I wanted her to say that. It's all good, bro. It's all good. I, I knew Julio. she was going to come around to it. I just got to pry it out of her. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. Uh, youth is everything. But go ahead, John. He's four years younger, but it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I love Odell. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. I, I'm an o, team Odell guy. I really am. I, I think that he got a super bad rap because of the media and kind of whatever. He's a great teammate. And wants to compete like crazy. Yeah, he's got some, some you know off the field kind of crazy stuff. But look how much this fan base and coaching staff love Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne was basically doing a lot of those same things. All the dancing and all the that's a great thing. And I think in this locker room it translates. I'd be happy with either one. If you throw numbers out the window, I'm taking Julio. But man, that four years younger, like Peachy said, you know, Odell's he's different. He's different. Um, I'd be happy with either one. Now John V says OBJ is a diva, and I didn't get that in Cleveland. Did you get that in Cleveland? I got it in New York. It's hard not to be a diva in New York. You're in New York. But in Cleveland, he was different. Hmm. Maybe he's a little bit more mature. That dude leaves it all on the field all the time. Uh, now, you can't say that about Julio doesn't even talk. Like, Julio's quiet assassin. That's just who he's been all the way back. You can go back to Alabama in high school days. That's just who he was. Odell's not that guy. And obviously, you got the pretty face and all that stuff, and he's going to get all that attention and whatever else, and that's cool. I don't have a problem with that. I think there's room for that on this team, especially whenever you look at we lost Quan Alexander. We lost Richard Sherman. We lost Kendrick Bourne. Those were the three most, like, crazy personalities on the team. They're not there anymore. There's room for that here. But again, I'm going to Julio. Yeah. My man Manuel says, look, he's not that way at all. My wife's a Browns fan and I watch him a lot and he wasn't like that at all. Like, it's like he got this mature bug out of nowhere. Sometimes guys just grow up. You know, I'm a guy. And sometimes it just takes a little bit longer to say, eh, I guess it's time. Like, you know what I mean? And and, and now he's talking about his livelihood. Now, he did suffer the ACL injury last year, right? And so that might be a bargain chip. I, you know, I wouldn't put it past college. They don't put something out there. Like, they, they they may be looking into something like that. I don't know. I'm just putting out the hypothetical, guys. OBJ is not saying he wants to be traded, but we do know that it comes up every single season, and it always ties into the 49ers, right? My man Camelot's Reddit Gold says, Julio's top end is better. I like the way Julio deal is structured. So he's talking money. So this is this is for John. <laughs> uh, I like the way his deal is structured for us for the next three years, and his play style fits for Trey. Odell may be younger, and his play style will fit better for Jimmy. Hmm. I'll say this. The numbers are almost identical. If you look at the cap hits... The only difference between Odell and Julio is you can get out of Odell's easy. He has zero guaranteed dollars on his contract 2022 and 2023. So if you trade for Odell and let's just say the diva people or injuries or whatever, you walk away from that with ease. You look at Julio's, his stuff's almost guaranteed. And this is a big reason why the Falcons are like, we have to get out of here. Because not only can they not afford, you know, their their players this year, next year is going to be even worse. And again, he's you can't. They're similar. I do agree, but man, Julio, I don't know. It's the age is the issue. He's signed through his year thirty four. He's going to be thirty four at the end of his deal. So you've got to understand, like you're you're stuck with Julio. 
Uh, you're married to Julio if you get that contract. You can renegotiate it, but Julio's not walking away from $11 million guaranteed on that last year of his deal. He's not going to do it. He's getting paid. He's getting paid. He's definitely He's earned it, paid. too, man. All right. He's earned it. Look, and, and so the one thing PG likes to talk, and I'm going to let you go ahead and argue about this. A lot of people say, John, that Julio stays injured. Then Peachy pulls out all the games, and then he really didn't <laughs> miss a lot of games. I mean, it's uh, it really it really like wrecks my nerves, John. And the reason why that it does is because people, you know, they always look at everything under fantasy. They always look at well, he's always you know he's always on the injury report, but they don't look at the fact that dude played the games. And me living in the South, see, I watch a lot of Falcons games, so I see him out there like all the time. And when I went back and I did some actual research on it and I show that he's actually played over 130 games, it really shocks the hell out of everybody because they're like, wow, really? I didn't know that. He really has on average before last year. And then I think in 2013, whenever he had surgery, um, has played an average of like 15 games. <laughs> and people think that this dude is like never on the field. And <laughs> he plays through so much. To me personally, and I want to know your opinion, I feel like the Julio Jones is the toughest wide receiver in the National Football League. That's what I feel. It's it, He's up there for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. You look at the numbers. He's played in at least 14 games, six out of the last seven mm -hmm. years. What wide receiver mm -hmm. can say that? He, Thank you. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You know, it. You know, it's a double standard. We talk about Debo. Obviously, he's had some missing games. Ayuk missed some games last year as well. Whatever else, they're young. They've only been playing two years. Like, but no, Julio is tough as hell. Produces year in, year out. Like you look over that span, and again, you take twenty twenty two out or twenty twenty out, which he played nine games and had seven hundred seventy one yards. The lowest production in those last seven years was thirteen hundred and ninety four yards in one year. The dude produces. You could say, yeah, he limps. But guess what? Like you said, he's tough as hell. He's still out, he's still out there. And Julio limping, that's better than most you know wide receiver ones that you can get in the league. And I'll, uh, this is one of the last things I'll, I'll say about this is, look, there's one major question mark on this team, the 49ers roster. And that's who the hell is the wide receiver three? Who is it? There you go. Wait, right, River Craycraft? Richie James? I, I put, I, yeah, I mean, it's up in the air. So you sign Julio. Guess who your wide receiver three is now? Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel. Yep. Boom. Good Lord. And, and, and now, like, do you understand? I know you understand. Do y'all understand the fear you're putting into the defensive coordinators? Because if Debo's able to be your number three, you're going to say, damn, is he going to run a jet sweep? Is he going to line up outside? Is he going to line up inside? Like, what, 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 what are we going to do? How do we stop him? Now you're talking battleship, not chess. We're talking battleship. Battleship is harder than chess. You ain't sinking my battleship, all right? And so now we're talking strategy or stratego. I don't know if you remember that game. I remember that game. So now you're talking strategies, and you want the better, the best players you can get available. If they're, if they're available, you want the best players because you present different matchups. They got to double. They're going to double Julio the majority of the time. So Kittle can, can feast. Uh, are you confused? Like, it's just so many options for Kyle Shanahan. And this fits really well for Trey Lance because you're talking about bringing in a young guy who we're going to get to. I promise John's going to talk 30 minutes about Trey Lance. We're going to get to Trey Lance. You you're bringing in this young guy. 
he can make all the throws. I was arguing with somebody today about him making these throws, and I'm like, listen, he can throw better out of the backfield. He can throw better to, to check downs. He can throw better down the field. Like He just he just makes – you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't turn the ball over. And so I think people are like, oh, but he played over here, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm going to let John handle that. But the fact that you have Trey Lance and you're bringing in weapons to build him, you already built the offensive line. You said, I'm going to get the biggest, fastest mofos, showdown, lowdowns around town I could get to protect this kid. And Jimmy, too, he's still here, right? I'm going to protect my quarterbacks. And so I think with that, I think we're going to see some definitely – I don't know if it's going to be Julio. I would like it to be Julio. John, you made a, an, an amazing point about money. Like, I, I didn't think about contracts and future contracts and, and all these different types of things because the money has to work in order for the trade to even go down. And so it's going to be a little bit harder than we think. But I'd give up a two. I don't know about y'all. Y'all crazy. Now, uh, Brunel, uh, Brunel Jacob says, Per Jocena Anderson, we have preliminary conversations with D.D. Westbrook. Last time I checked, he played for the Jags. Yeah, DD's like, he's an interesting guy. Uh, came out of Oklahoma, right? He, he was there with Baker and all that kind of stuff. And he, he's, he's a player. He fits. He was kind of, how do I, how do I say this? He was Devonta Smith before Devonta Smith, D.D. Webb. Smith, and he goes down to the Jags, and he had a really good rookie year. Um, and kind of injuries, bad quarterback play. He just got surpassed by a lot of guys. Now, D.D. Westbrook, he's a little bit more into, he's not going to be that wide receiver three. He's going to round out that Benny Fowler, who we just added, Marquise Lee, who we signed and cut because of health issues. Like, that's just to increase competition. And the reason why they're doing those is because they're cheap, free deals. They don't even count against the cap because they're not top 51 contracts. It's going to be a league minimum. And so you're just trying to get as much competition in there as possible. He's not the answer, but that increases. You know, it, it does show one thing that all of these moves have, that have happened, they want a veteran wide receiver presence with these young guys. With no my guy, my guy, my guy. That's exactly how, that's exactly what I keep preaching. I keep preaching that, preaching that, preaching that. That's what was missing last season, you know? And yep. then in 2019, it's, as, as good as Jimmy looked in numbers, he didn't look as good when you go back and watch the games. Do you get the same thing? Emmanuel Sanders affected Jimmy Garoppolo more than any other player or coach on this team. And when you lost that veteran savvy, I know exactly where he's going to be. He's going to read the coverages perfect every time. When you lost that, you lost a lot. Made me want to take a moment of silence for that one, man, because I I, I wanted to re-sign. I knew he was going to cost us money, and I know they didn't want to play an older wide receiver, but I think if he would have stayed with the 49 you know they what? It's hard him. to say. They offered him. He chose money. Yeah. He chose more he money. He chose money. And I, I don't blame him. I mean, he's got Super yeah. Bowl rings. This is his so. last contract. Well, we thought it was going to be his last contract because now he's with the Bills. He's got to have a good year <laughs> so, there, too. He's going to have a good year there. I don't <laughs> Lucky. Good, good guy, man. Good guy. All right. Let's go ahead and transition to this. Now, we asked today, the OTAs begin, right? And so um, I know everybody is salivating, waiting for footage and, and all this stuff to talk about what happened, who looked what, and, and all these different types of things. Shout out to my man, Larry. What's going on, fam, fam? Like, everybody is like, what is going on? Listen, John V, please stop fighting with the bots. You're going to get my bots fired, man. Man, I've never seen anybody that wanted to take on a bot. Then I thought about it, we play video games, so it makes perfect sense. Um, and so 
OTAs. We asked we asked our Twitter family, we asked them a question. We said, listen, which wide receiver, and I don't know, I mean, which position group are you most excited to see? And I don't know why I included quarterback up there. I wasn't thinking. You know what I'm saying? I felt like I shouldn't have include a uh, quarterback. And so uh, the quarterback position is the ones everybody wants to see, right? They want to see the quarterback. I don't think you see so much of the duel. I think you're going to see more of the who's going to be the backup quarterback, right? I, I That's what they want it to be. Um, yeah, it, We know Trey Lance is the future, okay? So if you're going into this and you're like, all right, let's figure out snap counts. Trey Lance is going to get his snaps. Jimmy G is going to get his snaps. There's no doubt about that. But you're going into this thinking, who's going to back up Trey Lance long term? If you can figure that out now, the 49ers got a huge victory. And so you got Nate Sudfeld, who they gave some guaranteed money to. He's at worst case scenario with the new rules. He's going to be a practice squad guy. Or Josh Rosen. I think it's down to those two guys. Because the 49ers are hoping one of those two will be the eventual long-term backup to Trey Lance. So that's one of the things that I think is going to be important. I think they want Nate Sutfield to win. Um, but who knows with Josh Rosen. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, that, that's important, man. Because if w- neither one of those two guys can prove to be, you know, the long-term backup, now you're looking at drafting or, you know, a, a veteran quarterback to bring in. You don't want to do that because those are pricey. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to watch. Now, what do you, do you think – do you think that they would try to bring back Nick Mullins? Or do you think they're over that ship? That ship is set. No, they wave bye-bye to that. They even did the official, like, we want to thank Nick Mullins for his time here before he signed with anybody else. And it's just like, oh, man, the ultimate, it's not you, it's me. You know, I just want to let you know you were great while you were here. I ain't got nowhere to go. I know, but you can't stay here. Like, you got you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> That's kind of messed up, think about it, but it's strictly business. It's nothing personal. You know what I'm saying, Bree? And, and, and I remember Nick putting out his little tweet or whatever. He put out something on Instagram, and it was just like he was saying bye. And I was like, yo, we didn't even know, like, what happened? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he knew, and it was just weird. It's a weird, awkward feeling with Nick Mullins. And it sucks because dude gets injured, so they say. And then next thing you know, oh, he's not going to be ready before the season starts. So we're just going to move on. I hope he lands somewhere. He's a good dude. Um, but I think it's hard. Imagine being another team. You're like, okay, should we bring Nick Mullins in? Well, he was just in the most quarterback-friendly offense in the NFL with the best quarterback coach, and he had the most turnovers ever. What are we going to do right. with that? No, let's move on. Uh, Trent Baalke tried to help him out. He, he signed C.J. Beathard. Uh, I, I don't know what that was about either, but whatever. I digress. Well, worst case scenario, CJ can get the ball down the field. So, hey, CJ, come in for two, three plays and just throw as far as down the field as you can get it. You know what I'm saying? Just just in case, you know. And he has, eh, I, I don't know. But yeah, like you said, Balky tried to help. Now, we have Josh Johnson. We're going to talk a little bit about the quarterback. So, we have Josh Johnson. We have the two youth that you mentioned and then obviously the, the main two, right? And so, Josh Johnson, he keeps getting brought back. Like, why? Is it because, you know, Peachy, why did you say Josh Johnson was on this team? I think I said that Josh Johnson was on this team because of of his mobility. I think you're trying to I think maybe they might hang on to him, you know, to kind of work with Trey, you know, a little bit. So that the um once Trey takes over, you know what I'm saying? I mean Josh Johnson would definitely be, you know, if something happened or Trey, you know, to go down and knock on something or whatever, but you know what I'm saying? I think that's why. 
I think that that's why Josh Johnson's still around. And he's, now, is Josh Johnson still eligible for the practice squad? Because he's, like, been in the league for, like... Yeah, they changed the rules, um, and we're, we're expecting them to carry over from COVID as well. Like, if you remember, man, who did we put? Uh, Jonathan Cyprian, right? On practice yeah. squad last year, and he was like, hell no, yeah. I ain't going to be on no practice squad. Then he got cut. He's like, I'll be on, I'll be on a practice squad. <laughs> <laughs> so like I think yeah there, there's room for that I saw nothing but Niners bro and the yeah. moment he said that I said oh he in a doghouse don't say that Even? And, and don't say that like hey man and so like you look at Josh Johnson Peachy she knows what's up man and he's been with the 49ers off and on all the way back since Harbaugh like he predates that's what I'm saying he, he's, mm-hmm. he's before Kyle Shanahan he's beastie Kyle Shanahan. Like, like, yeah. and so he's a 10 year niner and he knows what's up he's been through everything it's a camp body but it's more than that because he is the veteran presence in that now obviously you got Jimmy Garoppolo but when you brought in Josh Johnson you weren't sure you were going to keep Garoppolo because that's when they came out and they said hey if we get a first round pick we'll trade him and so they're like, man, we need a veteran something. And then, of course, the deal never happened for Garoppolo. So you're like, all right, cool. This is a good problem to have. I don't think he's going to make the roster, um, but I'm a Josh Johnson fan. Um, I don't want him as my backup, but, man, it's my number three, especially if Trey Lance is my number one. I'm down. Yeah, but the thing that makes it difficult, though, is you're not putting two QBs on your practice squad. No. no. Right. And so, like you said, somebody has to go. Now – if he can go out and beat out Rosen or Sudfield, like, I, like what what do you see in Sudfield? Like, why is he here? And don't say Rich Scangarello. Uh, Damn it. I said, don't say it. Like, okay, say anything I'll say else. This. Um, my, my, my closest friend, my best friend, huge Philly guy. And he's going to be with us in Philly. He's helping coordinate the event and the travel plans and all that oh, stuff. Lord. Is he rude like the other oh, no, Philly no, 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 people? No, no, no. He's, he's okay. chill. He's chill. Um, okay. But, like, when we signed Sudfeld, I texted him. I was like, all right, man, help me understand. And he's like, I love Sudfeld. I wish he was our number two. Like, oh. everybody in Philly loves him. Every coach loves him. Makes great decisions. So, again, you look go from Nick Mullins to Sudfeld. Like, that's the idea. So, very comparable, athletic, you know, whatever. But, again, it's all about up here processing good practice QB that's not going to cost you a game, which is what Kyle Shanahan wants with the backup. He just wants somebody that's not going to cost me the game. Bye-bye, Nick Mullins. Sudfeld, come in, make good choices. Don't turn the ball over. That's the idea. But very limited, whatever you're looking at, like, upside. But, yeah, he's fighting for a number three quarterback spot. Wow. Wow. All right, guys, let's get to the Trey Lance stuff, man. Now, listen, John has been a Trey Lance fan a tad bit longer than I have. I checked his tweet. That joke was like December. I'm like, shit, I should have posted it before. Man, I should have pinned mine before. But um, in, in January, when we started, you know, I started looking at people and I was like, Trey Lance is the Josh Johnson that, and you can ask Pete that, that's the guy he's talking about in his interview, like he's looking for a person like that that can come in that might have a rough first year, but has the t- the, the skill sets, the tools, if they're sharpened to be like in that type of category of a quarterback. Man, talk a little bit about Trey Lance. Peachy's gonna ask you a few questions about you and, and, and your podcasting and things like that, and, and about Trey Lance, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. And we truly appreciate your time. And this bro. is awesome. It, you know, I didn't really get it coveted to by like uh, I, I just want to say, Wade. I don't know if you know, I think you're like the renaissance man that is 49ers Twitter. Like, I, I swear, man, and I've tweeted this out like 10 times. You need a damn television show 
Like, and I'm not oh, like 49ers dude. is cool. No, no, no. I'm talking like in living color, Martin, where you're doing 10 plus personalities. You're slinging. <laughs> See, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I, I would Yo, watch that show, you, man. You didn't, you didn't text me all that, man. Now, now that you. I got I got ideas, man. Let's go ahead and produce something, bro. You could be the producer. Oh man, I, I don't know what I am in this, man. I'll just stand there and laugh and chuckle with my cherry cheeks the whole time. That's about all I bring. But uh man, big fan of the show, Peachy. Also to you, man. Love the positivity that you just put out. But even on Twitter, like I'll read something that she'll put on there on Twitter and I'll just smile. Like it just makes me feel better about things. So I really appreciate y'all show what y'all bring to the community. Uh, it means a lot. Now, as far as trade lands. I love this kid. Um, it was very easy to see early on. Man, what does he not have? Okay. Like, it's so you start watching it again. I'm a big film guy. You know, I high school coach, transitioned, uh, had to get out of that because some family issues, whatever else. And so I transitioned to the podcasting world and I was like, man, like, I love film. I love coaching. So let's just do this. And so I started writing draft profiles before I did anything and just kind of scouting reports like I would do whenever I was coaching. And when you're watching quarterbacks, you're trying to see, okay, what can he do? What can he not do? Where is he going to lose the game? Where is he going to win the game? You keep asking these questions. And, man, it, it was pretty cool listening to Kyle Shanahan after he drafted Trey Lance. And he says, look, I do a plus-minus system. And I go through and I watch a play, and I do a plus or I do a minus. And you just keep tallying those. And you can say, yeah, limited workload, whatever. It was all positives. And so that's what came across. His team was always in a winning position because of him because he never has negative plays. He doesn't have them. No interceptions for the whole damn year. You talk about the mobility. 1,100 rushing yards, 14 rushing touchdowns. Dude's got a cannon. And my favorite trait about him, I got two of them, two of my favorite traits. One, he reads left to right and right to left the entire field more often than any quarterback I graded this year, and it wasn't even close. Number two, he never takes a hit in the pocket. Not to say people don't get through. He manages the pocket freaking masterfully. And whenever he feels anything, he bails. He doesn't run. He doesn't scramble uh, to run, even though he will. He scrambles looking downfield the whole time. And I just kept saying, wow, look how consistently this kid was only 19 in the film that I'm watching. He's the youngest quarterback in the NFL on a roster. It just made too much sense. The ceiling was there and the polish was there. Yeah, the accuracy issues, that's a question. But, oh, man, I love this kid. I'm so pumped, so happy to have him on our team. Now, Peachy, we know you're a Justin Fields guy, um, but you're happy. You know what I'm saying? You're happy that Fields got to a place. And uh, let, let, let's ask this question. John. No, that's a bad question. <laughs> No matter what, no matter what we throw out there, you were just Trey Lance, 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 Lance. Peachy, you take it away, baby girl. You got it. Okay. First of all, John, thank you for the the comments, the compliments. I really do appreciate that. That means a lot. I kind of just um, would like to know, just to kind of veer off for just a second, what other sports do you enjoy besides football? I, I love any sports. Like I will watch badminton. You let me know what's on the line, and I'm on a team, and let's go, and I can't believe we lost. I hate this damn game. Like, that's who I am, right? Like, I'm invested. And so, like, Mavericks, I'm a big Mavericks guy. I was, I was born and raised in okay. Dallas. Um, 
and I had a stepdad that I just hated, and he was a hard Cowboys fan, so I just started rooting for the 49ers just to piss him off, and it stuck. Like, that's just who nice. I am. Um, and like, here, here, I got to tell this story. Like, this jersey right here. So I asked for this jersey on my 10th birthday just so I would make this Cowboys fan spend money on the 49ers who he hated. It, it's my prized possession, man. And so, like, that's, awesome. that's just who I am. I love but, uh, Luca, I'm a Mavericks guy. I love the Mavs, man. And baseball, like, any, any I, I watch baseball nonstop. So, like, any sports, I'm totally down. But football, oof. I don't care if it's Canadian Football League. I'm loving it, man. I'm totally down with that. Cool. That that sounds great. I'm a um I'm a I'm a Laker fan, but when so I have to tell my short story. So I was an MJ fan, of course, like mostly. I think, I think we, we we all were like <laughs> right, right. So I followed the Bulls. So when MJ let, uh, uh, whenever MJ was finished, I literally went away from the NBA. I've always been in football. I've I've been a 49er fan since I was eight. And I'm just my whole family is just sports, different teams, but still sports, you know. And uh, so I definitely know that. And you have to be happy about your Mavs. I actually have your Mavs winning this series. So hopefully, yes, I hate those Clippers so much. I hate the Clippers. Oh, you have no idea how much I hate the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I became a Laker fan um, when they basically had a rebuild. When they got like yes. uh, Brandon Ingram and that's whatever. That's when I became a Laker fan because I said that when I came back to the NBA that I wanted to to start from the ground up. Like I didn't want to, you know, coming on the coattails of anyone and everything like that. So that was the cool thing about being a Mass fan is we never had anything, right? And I remember watching the draft, being pissed off that they drafted some Dirk Nowitzki guy instead of Vince Carter, and I was like, cussed up a storm. I want a Vince Carter. I want a Vince Carter. And instead, we got Dirk, and you know, it's been great since. And I'm so sorry. You got championship. Young dude after that. John Chapman was wrong. I'm sorry, Dirk. I apologize. I'll hold up the three. It's solidarity. And Conrad, I see the question. Frisbee football. Ultimate football. Yeah, man. I'm all about it, baby. I'm all about it. That's my joint. I used to play that on the campus of Yale in the summer, man. When I used to go to the summer program at Yale, man. And that's when I learned about Ultimate Frisbee. It is one of the best games ever. I still can't throw a frisbee though. I can catch it. That's I can catch it. Oh man, Peachy. Any more things for my man John? So when you were uh, sitting around, uh, you said that you were a teacher. So uh, before you you got your podcast and everything, who inspired you to do that? Man, oh, it, 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 it was it was it was pretty funny. Like. I'll, I'll get into a little bit of this here. So my wife and I became foster parents while I was coaching. And um, so we, we we got these two boys that are just freaking awesome. But they were just little devils. They both got expelled the first year we had them. Like, I mean, it was bad. It was hilarious. And so, like, I was coaching at one of the largest schools uh, in the country and one of the most prominent football teams in the country. And I had a bed in my office. I was spending the night multiple nights a week breaking down film, all this stuff. And it was just impossible to do. So whenever – we got the opportunity to adopt these boys. We did. There are boys still to this day. Um, I had to get out of coaching. Like, it just wasn't fair to the kids or my wife and whatever else. And so I was struggling because I was at home. My football stuff was stuck. And my wife, she just literally said, man, why don't you just do a podcast? Just jump on, talk, do something, like get that out. 
And so uh, my wife's been very, very supportive this entire time. She's she's awesome. awesome. If you're coming out to L.A., she'll be there uh, partying with us. Uh, she's incredible. She's an awesome person. But that's kind of where that started from. That's what's up, man. It's nothing like having that support at home, you know, just to, to help. It gives you a little boost of confidence to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got pretty lucky. Right. I got pretty lucky. She's a hottie, too, so yeah. she's a baddie. So that helps. <laughs> hey. I, I love it. I, I still, so I'm still trying to convince my wife, right? And so, over the weekend, I've been I've been sending out text messages and things. Listen, go to Twitch, subscribe, whatever. And so I sent it to her, and she didn't respond. And so this morning, I was like, let me just resend it. You know what I said? Maybe she, maybe she just overlooked it. And so I, I said, uh, you know, good morning. Uh, please go here because I need, you know, I need you on. Like, just every time I come on, I just want you to be online, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so she was like, I just dropped Rome off to daycare. Like, his his teacher that he doesn't like is there. And she's like, just totally bypassed the, the, the text message. So then I was like, you know what? You don't have to follow or subscribe. I get it. That's not your thing. I just, you know what I'm saying? I, <laughs> and so we just had- I saw a crazy. post one time and I thought it was hilarious. And I said it to her. I waited for us to get in like a little bit of an argument. I said it to her and she was like, and it basically said this, like, why does my wife want to like open up and share all these things? She doesn't even subscribe to my podcast. Like, <laughs> like, like, you want to talk, girl? I'm I'm on air like five hours a week every week. Come on, girl. I open up on there. That's my therapy. Oh my, oh my goodness right this is what this people were like yo breezy you do like 95 i was like yo this is therapeutic for me yo like i like i don't like to talk in person but i can talk to y'all like this is a i love it yeah. like you know what i mean that's where all my personalities come in you know i've mad split personality i could i could just that character show though john that was a great idea we definitely gotta talk that up gotta talk that up gotta talk that up <sighs> no john the season is getting underway. They're doing these OTAs. Uh, they'll, they'll take some time off for the summer, and then they'll come back. We already know what the quarterback position is going to be like. What other position groups are you most excited for this season? This is one of the most deepest rosters um, across the NFL. There's going to be so much great talent that is going to be cut. We're not keeping five safeties. We're not keeping five swing oh. tackles. Like, That's we're not right. keeping six running backs. There, there's, there are positions that are kind of set in stone. Tight end, that's set. I think our center, interior offensive line, that's set. Um, you know, you, you have a couple of spots. Cornerbacks, I think they're set. But, man, defensive line? Good Lord. Like, Kevin Givens was going to probably be a projected starter heading into the offseason. He might not make the roster. Uh, especially with, That's like crazy. there's just so much depth at so many positions. I think the one that I'm probably most excited in, and I'm a nerd, whatever, that backup swing tackle spot. Like, who's going to be mm. number three? Because I think the drafting of both of our guards, Aaron Banks and Jalen Moore, that's going to push Colton McKivitz back to tackle where he should have been last year. So now you've yep. got Justin School, Colton McKivitz, Sean Coleman, uh, who opted out and then had his ACL two years ago. But we traded for him from the Browns when Kyle Shanahan first showed up. So, like, that, that competition is going to be key. One of the tackles is going to miss a game. I'm hoping Colton McKivitz wins that out. Uh, but that that's fascinating to me to see how that's going to play out. The 
offensive line, man. You went to the trenches, uh, man. PG, what about you? What, what, what's your – I know you're a coach, right? And, like, and so you you win games in the trenches. I love it. PG, which position group did you choose? Actually, on the poll, like I was kind of mad because you left off the position group that I really was feeling the most running back. Yeah, I don't think they get a lot of OTA. I was, I think I was listening to John. I don't know who I was listening to, but I don't think they're going to get a lot of OTA. It's hard uh, to measure action. that running back spot. And the, the reason why is you're only going to see them in full contact days where it like starts to show. Um, and the media aren't allowed there. And maybe those games, whatever else. But, man, I think one of those running backs is going to be moved. I really do believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think it's going to be Mostert I think it's going to be Mostert. Wilson Jr. Oh, we're in the same battle! Hold on, me and you, right here. That's exactly what I said. That's the yeah, same yeah. thing I said. It's it's mm-hmm. on the podcast, PG. It's on the podcast. They got to go back and watch those playlists. <laughs> They're on there. We said it. We said it, I think, on the draft night, yeah. if yes. I'm not mistaken. You don't bring when in we drafted Trey guys. You don't do that. If- there you go. And 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 I like Elijah Mitchell. Not only does he have wheels, he has hands. And so, <sighs> so I look, my man, my man. All right, so my man Jason says, look, Mostert and a third for Julio. Would you do? Yeah, one hundred percent. Now here's and, and again, I see a lot of people keep throwing Mostert's name out there. Here's why I don't think it would be Mostert. He costs way more money, and he's older. I think Jeff Wilson Jr. would be more valuable to the Falcons than Mostert would. Now, I'm not trying – this isn't Mostert slander. I love Mostert, and I hope we keep him. But he's about to be 30, and he's at $2.5 million. You know, that's guaranteed, that cap hit. Jeff Wilson is pennies, pennies. Won't even count against your cap hit. So, like, that's the difference. That $2 million for the Falcons, again, they are broke. Um, that's why I think, yeah, Mostert's the biggest name. I understand that. Jeff Wilson Jr., that makes their cap guy way more happy. See, I would personally want to move Mostert because of his injury history. And when he's on the field, oh, electric. When he's not on the field, we're stagnant at the running back spot. And so if you can get something for a guy that could come in here and, and do the electrifying things that he does for other teams, I would think they'll be willing to move on for that. I can't even tell you who Atlanta's running backs are. I'm not sure if they re-signed Todd Gurley. No, Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis is their starter. Mike, 49ers the 49er legend. Mike Davis? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see his legs, yeah. bro? Yeah. That dude got uh, ticket oak tree trunk legs, man. God, dog. He looked like the Jolly Green Giant legs. He didn't have those as a 49er and he was slow and he couldn't run but now who did Mike Davis play for last year and he was doing well he was with Carolina so whenever um, what's his name Christian McCaffrey went down he went he went ham and so now Arthur Smith who played against Mike Davis twice you know whenever he was with the Titans twice or with the Titans twice a year he brought him over there and so he's going to be in that Derrick Henry power back versatile role but they don't have much afterwards i think uh quadri ellison maybe i think is the backup there don't quote me on that that's off the top of my head but yeah they do not have running back depth that's crazy Gurley's and still so a free says, agent. Has, he's still out there still a free agent uh-huh. richard sherman's a free agent Gurley's a free agent let's get your thoughts on richard sherman uh peachy picked the running back position i picked the wide receiver group because I think there's some competition out there, even though it might not appear to be the big name competition, right? 
I think there's some competition out there for these wide receivers like my man Sherfield. Hopefully he can catch passes, run routes. I do think he makes the team because he's the special team guru. And so I think he'll make the team just off of that ability because that's where we left. I think the worst position group on our squad was special teams. Yeah. And that's been since Kyle Shanahan showed up. That's not a one year. That's not a two year. No, no, no. Four years straight, special teams has been a nightmare. Bottom five in the league, all those times. And so I love how they have addressed this. They bring over Gary, the linebacker for Philadelphia. They pay Sherfield. They paid Sherfield. Sherfield's making this roster. Now, I think he's going to be the number six wide receiver on the list. I don't think he has even an opportunity to win that number three spot. But it, as you said, Wayne, he's a special team stud. So I love that they're mm -hmm. investing in those things. And then Ambry Thomas... He's going to be punt or kick returner day one. Kick returner. There you go. There you go. There you go, man. And so, out of the DBs, because we no one's mentioned defensive backs. And so now we got to talk about the position that was always the issue for the 49ers for the past umpteen years, because they never really addressed it in the draft. You know, we, we addressed it in the draft this year. We got two DBs. You talked about Ambry Thomas, and then we got my man uh, Diamador, right? And so, Diamador. And so, I want to know, Richard Sherman, will he be a 49er? Who knows? Maybe not now, maybe later down the season. Who knows? Um, but how do you see this defensive back group faring for the 49ers this year? I think it's, again, the 49ers principle and the way in which they build their roster construction and everything, all this, is up front is everything. We want versatile guys that can play multiple positions on the back end um, with good speed and physicality. And so, again, that's why they don't really care about the corner position. They, they just don't address it. Again, Akello's the highest cornerback drafted by this, and that was in the third round. You know, you got Ambry Thomas pick 102 this year, and I think Ambry's going to be the backup uh, on the outside. You put Diamador Lenore on the inside. That's what they want to happen. But Demo, you know, he's flashed, you know, in rookie minicamp. He, he wants to play outside, too. Every corner wants to play outside because that's where the money's at. So if you get kicked inside, then it's like you're taking a pay cut. But you have depth there now. I want the three starters to be, you know, Emmanuel Mosley, Jason Verrett, Kwan Williams, and then, you know, allow those rookie corners to just marinate. And if one of them overtakes Mosley, that's great. But you, you kind of – you got those guys. That's what I want. Continuity on the back end would be key. That's what I'm talking about. All right, my man Callie says, I think Lenore will be Shark's replacement I so. going. I hope so. Yeah, he does. He plays inside really well, but he can also line up on the outside, which is cool. And that makes me think that Austin Watkins may not make this squad. I think you can keep Austin Watkins on the practice squad. You don't think anybody would take him? He wasn't drafted. Now, it's possible. Um, it is possible. But and I like Austin Watkins and I want to keep him because I think he could develop. He has some traits that the other wide receivers on this team do not have and needs to be cultivated. But again, cornerback is so much more valuable than that number three wide receiver spot. Me personally, uh, 49ers might disagree there. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, you want you want good corners because God forbid you have another season with an offense with a defensive line that just it doesn't make it <laughs> like you know what i'm saying and then you know i'm not going to say that going to happen again but just it can happen it's football 
right? And so you want corners that can go out there. My last question for you, I don't know if Peachy has any more questions for you. My last question is, what are your thoughts on the defense transitioning to a new defensive coordinator? Now, I know he was up under, Ryan's was up under our guy Salah, but Salah was a bit different. His methods were different. Do you think it's going to be different for the 49ers going into 2021? I think the scheme will stay the same. You know, we saw a little bit more of a transition to a quarters, especially in the red zone, uh, instead of that cover three. But Mm -hmm. I think the scheme stays the same. Tendencies will change. A little bit more blitzing, probably. Sala did not blitz. He was among the league's lowest almost every year, except for 2020 when all those injuries piled up. But, um, yeah, I think it could be a little bit more exotic because now you're running backs, which when Salah came in, you know, you had all those rookies. You know, I mean, Fred Warner and all that stuff. Well, now he's a seasoned vet all pro. So now you can spice it up a little bit. You still have the safeties that have a lot of experience. So I would like to see a little bit more change. But, again, this is all just guesswork because D'Amico Ryan has never called the defense. So there is no That's history to go off this. Dude. It's all just conjecture at this point. I agree. Peachy. Right. Um, I just, um, as far as that goes, the only thing that does make me nervous is just what you just said about D'Amico. It's his first time. <laughs> but at least he has a talented-ass defense. <laughs> his first time I can't think of a of, of a better roster like defensive roster that I would want if I was if I was in a position where I was calling for the first time and Definitely. I think you I think you yeah, I agree with you and he's been handed the keys to the Cadillac right and he's got he's got mm-hmm. something nice to work with and if you're Kyle Shanahan to John Lynch here's the deal the Houston Texans have tried to take D'Amico away from us already uh two years mm-hmm. in a row also yep. with the new rules Man, we just got three third-round picks because of minority coaches getting promoted in GM. Well, guess what? D'Amico, super young, super enthusiastic. You can't find anybody to say anything negative about him. I hate Alabama. I hate Alabama so much, but I love that guy coming out of college. Uh, He is just Mm -hmm. so fun. And so you're betting on youth energy and playing experience, and you're hoping that's going to transition. If it does, the 49ers will be rewarded. Worst case, you know, you've got a young defensive coordinator that players like. Best case, you keep him for three to four years, he becomes a head coach, and you get another two, uh, three-round picks. That'd be the best case. Yeah. That would be. We're going to take a couple of questions from them out there for you. Ah, do you think, do you guys think, Fred Warner, we'll go PG first, then John, and I'll let you guys answer it. Do you think Fred Warner will get extended before the start of the season? Uh, um, no, I don't. All right. Mm. Peachy coming out shooting fire and flames, man. That's a lame, bro. I'm about to get a burger and just throw it right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. I was listening to some E40, and uh, I got pretty excited. I tweeted out the lines, hater, nope. Do you like to see a player get paper? Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I think that what the 49ers will do is exactly what they did with George Kittle, where we want to see you report to camp. We want to set the precedent that people do not hold out here, and then we're going to extend you. The problem, the only way I'm with Peachy on this one, is if we do bring a Julio in. Because mm. to, to extend Fred Warner is going to cost about 6 to $7 million against the cap this year. Because he has such a low mm-hmm. cap number. He's a third-round pick. 
So if you are going to, ideally, if the roster stays the same, they don't get a big name acquisition that's going to cost against the cap. I think you extend them probably week one or week two of the preseason. That makes sense, man. And it makes sense to get it done early if they don't add any extra pieces that, you know, is going to affect that. Uh, Fred Warner, man, favorite player, man. I played linebacker. And so it's, it's something about that kid. You know what I love about Fred Warner? His growth and his maturity and the fact that he came into it on a team, th- got thrown into the dungeon, said, go out here. We want you to cover. <laughs> we want you to do this. And he struggled. Oh, man. Missing tackles. Do y'all remember that Fred Warner? Not rapping. Do y'all remember that guy? This kid <laughs> is an all pro. Linebacker All one, pro. Man. Linebacker one. All pro. He's being compared to Bobby Wagner, the dude out of uh, from the Colts. Like, all pro. Matter of fact, they came out the same year, if I'm not mistaken, in the same draft. Darius Leonard, yeah. And he's a stud. Darius Leonard. But, no, I'll tell you this about Fred Warner and the linebacking core. I love Fred. He is just so consistent. Just a rock, man. Uh, personality. Uh, temperament plays big plays when it matters all those different things gets everybody lined up never says anything negative about anybody i mean he's just great having said all those things and i'm in the minority on this one and that's fine and people who say it's hyperbole i don't care as president of drake green law fan club self-appointed by the way mm-hmm, no problem i think drake green law can be better and that's not a slight against fred warner no, 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 no. the ceiling is there let me let me let me tell you why he has the higher ceiling. And you could correct me if I'm wrong. He came into the league as a cover linebacker. Do you guys not remember him covering, picking Russell Wilson off? Not to stop at the goal line. That that's something different. I'm talking about the first game, week seven. I'm intercepting you. I'm ta- so he knew how to read coverages and and drop back in coverages. And I said, dang, he already has that fifth round. And has that ability, all he has to do is just learn the nuances of the game. They've switched him from Will to Sam. Come on, man. And on top of that, I think he is already the best tackling linebacker in the NFL. You can't find a missed tackle from Dre Greenlaw. He doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. I love it, man. I'm sorry. I just had to get the whistle off. Listen, John, it's been a pleasure having you on, man. Listen, I want you to tell everybody out there where they can find find you, follow you, support you. Mention your um, that that tour. I don't know if it's still available. I don't know if the tickets are sold out. But if so, please mention it now. Uh, here, yeah, uh, but we're working on some things. Um, I, I was asked today uh, what I'm allowed to say. And I'm just going to read this quote. I was given this quote to say. The 49ers have word that they are planning some away events. The 49ers. We are in conversations with them about bringing this together. That's what I'm allowed to say. So, yeah, uh, it's been a good day over here at 49ers Rush. So here's what I need you to do. Head to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Buy your tickets now. Trust me. I don't know how to implore you enough. Um, We've got three cities available, Los Angeles, uh, Philadelphia, Chicago. Also, if you go there and click on the city that you're going to, I have a link for the hotels where you get discounted group rates. You save like 50 bucks a night and you're staying in the same hotel with us. So save yourself some money even if you don't want to party with us. That's there for you. Um, 49ers Rush Podcast, anywhere you listen, 
uh, please hit subscribe. Join us over there. Let us know where you came from because I'm a huge fan of this podcast. Peachy, Wayne, uh, the whole crew at Nitty Gritty Niners, you guys are the best there is. So just want to say thank you, and this has been a pleasure. Appreciate you, bro. Did I get that right? Because I heard you say something, and I probably typed it wrong. What's the What's the website again? 49 ers Rush Trip. Com. Road trip. See, I put I put buy your tickets today.com. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay because that, that's what everybody needs to do. They need to go there and they need to buy your tickets that, today. That must have been the last thing I heard, Peachy. Him <laughs> say buy your tickets exactly. today. Like I think that was the last thing I heard him say. Well, John, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for being on the show. Can't wait to see you out in Philly, man. It's gonna be coming real soon. Stay up, bro. Stay faithful, man, and we'll be linking up. Thank you, John. Appreciate it so much. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the infamous John Chapman Peachy. I tell you, you do your thing, man. You you have these like good old intimate questions. I was about to get the candle lights out and you were setting the mood. I was like, well, John, so, you know, and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, where, where are we going? I, do I need to remove myself? But no, Peachy, you held it down. You did a great job. Everybody out there, we need to make this announcement, guys. You guys have been rocking with us and we truly appreciate you for not even for, for almost a year now, right? And I get discouraged a lot. And uh, don't take it the wrong way, but Peachy and I have crazy conversations off air where I'm just like, I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. Why why won't people follow? Why won't people subscribe? Why won't people do that? And at the end of the day, I got to think about those that are doing it. And those are the ones that I need to care about. You know what I'm saying? And so... I truly appreciate you guys and everybody and your support. You know, we had a, a, a ton of people watching live today. You got to hear some intimate questions with John where he shared some of his personal stuff. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. Make sure you go to 49ers Rush Podcast. I don't know when he drops his episodes. I know I'm subscribed to him on, on Apple Podcasts. And so the moment the alert pops up, bing, that's my running time. You know what I'm saying? Any, any. You know, he's out there really, really breaking down things and spitting that knowledge. So John is a really cool dude. And so, guys, make sure you please go out there and support him. Speaking of support, we're going to be doing some different things here. Um, not just at Nitty Gritty Niners. Like, Peachy is going to be working on her brand, and she's going to be doing jewelry and all these different types of things. I want you guys to continue to support us. Please, we're going to be streaming we're going to be taking this Monday off. It's Memorial Day. We will not work on Memorial Day. I told Peachy that it's probably going to be like the last day she has off for the year that she can take off. <laughs> like that's free from work. Enjoy it with the family. So we won't be here next Monday. But the first Monday in June, we will only be on Twitch. If you do not have the Twitch channel, please go to twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy. All the shows that we produce and we bring will be on that particular channel, all right? We're kind of making an enterprise. We're making this transition. And to everybody that's watching us on Twitch right now, thank you. Like, amazingly, thank you. I think we've had over about 13 to about 15 uh, people watching and streaming on uh, Twitch, Peachy. So that's amazing. But we need all 70 of you there. Like, like we would like for all 70 of you to be there. And I think the only way to do it is just to shut down YouTube. So if you don't see the stream on YouTube anymore live, that's because we're on Twitch. So just it's just a quickly reminder. All right. That does not mean that the episodes will not be uploaded because they will be uploaded and stored on YouTube. So they will be up there probably the same night or the early morning just like our podcast will be available for you guys to listen to peachy final thoughts man did you enjoy john as much as i enjoyed john oh it was awesome 
it was a, a, a great show. John's awesome. I can't wait until we all meet up in Philly and hang out and party and have fun. And I'm just glad that everyone tuned in. All you guys that are moving to Twitch are just making me so happy because I see more and more people that are doing that. We really, really appreciate it more than you know. But you guys are are great. This John B. <laughs> Hold on, PG, because you gotta, you gotta understand why I'm. La- you gotta understand why I'm laughing. I, I I don't know if you know why I'm laughing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down to you really quick. Ready? So the first phrase he says is "Take my money." So the first thing I thought of was "Take my money." My house and big coins. Turn it into a Jodeci joint, dog. Big John. I, so they were talking, they were complaining about the bots. I have to talk to the bots after the show because I guess the bots were being a little too sensitive. But yes, you guys are yes. writing like four page letters, man. Just chunk it down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, say a couple of phrases. Think of Twitter when you type on Twitch. <laughs> John B was getting carried away with the emotes and everything. And he was just having an emote war with the bots. It was so funny. It was so funny. And then Jay came in and was like, you know what, Wayne? I think they are being a little too sensitive right now. It's like, you know what? I got to talk to him. We're going to have a conversation. All right? We're going to have a conversation. Mike, you're right, bro. I don't know why Jodeci didn't slip into my memory at that time. It was so much musicality going on in my head. And then you and then Peachy was named and everybody was naming songs. And so, listen, we're going to do another breezy uh, at the House of Rome where I'm going to do music where I'm only going to take requests. But you have to sign up for your request in advance. I would like to know the songs kind of before I get on there so I ain't looking silly and stupid. And of course, you know, YouTube hits you with the copyright infringement joint, but I'm like, dude, I'm not making money off of this. So what's the problem? All right, now we are able to take donations now. And so I'm going to post the donation link right here in the chat. And if you click on this link, it should take you to the donations page that we have. Uh, It's probably only going to show up on Twitch because I think it's set for Twitch. But I'll try to post it for those on YouTube. So if you're on Twitch, you'll see the donation thing. It's right here. It's HTTPS, whatever, whatever. Backslash. So you just click the link, guys. And if you guys want to leave a donation, be our, be our guest. We truly appreciate it. All right. Listen, Peachy, you're a Southern Belle. Thank you so much for all that you do. MKA, thank you so much for being a big supporter and being out there holding down the chat, man. We gave you an assignment. You said, I got you, Breezy. You was on it. You know what I'm saying? And we appreciate it. Annie, we know Annie was not here tonight, but I know she's out there supporting and watching. And guys, Donnie is having a baby. Like, literally, you ever see that movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger had a baby? What's that movie called? Nine Months? What's that movie called? Remember? It was like they reversed the... Not Nine Months. Remember? I don't know. There's a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant. I can't think of the name of the movie, though. Oh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it either. Was, was Danny DeVito in that, too? I have no idea. Why can't this movie? No, hit no, it me? wasn't. It wasn't twins. No, it wasn't no. twins. It was the movie he did. I, I, I don't, don't know exactly what I want to call him. About. Junior. Oh Junior. yes, yes. Junior. Well, Donnie is literally yeah, right. like showing and caring. He's about to have a baby. So, guys, please make sure you guys hit him up on social medias. Check in on him. Uh, make sure him and and the, and the wife and the family they're doing good. I know what it's like to have a newborn. Everything else shuts down. You only care about protection for the family. Like, trust me, I get it. But we about to have a new 49er fan really, really, really soon. Yes. So, shout out to Donnie and his family. Listen, ah, what an amazing show, guys. 
What an amazing show, Peach. It, uh, it was a great show. Guys, we have so much to, to bring you this summer with the 49ers uh, getting underway for training camp and everything. You guys are not going to want to miss a single show because you never know who's going to be on here. You never know what's going to be going on. Not to mention that if you are going to be in Philly, Nitty Gritty Niners is coming live from Philly. Ooh. So that's definitely something that you guys to pay attention to. We are going to be live in Philadelphia. So- I'm going to be on my Beanie Siegel stuff out in Philly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know how Matt come through. I'm gonna be on my. I'm gonna be on my Beanie Siegel stuff, man. Uh, or or maybe I'll sing and I'll be on my. Uh, Ain't no stopping us now. McFadden and Whitehead stuff. Who knows? Or maybe we'll go Neil So and you could be on your Jill Scott stuff. We're gonna have a blast. If they got karaoke down there, we oh, taking. Oh, it's on. You know that already. <laughs> Definitely taking over. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. PG, did you give your final thoughts? I ask you this every week, even after you give the final thoughts. So I, I make sure you give your final thoughts. Mm-hmm. You I did. did? I did. Sure. I don't remember you saying final thoughts. <laughs> I'm positive. When I thanked everyone and told everyone for it, and thanks um, Mr. John Chapman for gracing us with his appearance because he's really awesome and he's a great follow on Twitter. If you're not following that dude, man, you need to be following him because he is awesome. He's very knowledgeable of the 49ers, so you also need to be following him and subscribing to him as well because it's a very, very good podcast and dude is knowledgeable and knows what he's talking about. And just because it might be something that you might not agree with does not mean that it's still not thought out and knowledgeable because as 49er fans, we all have our opinions about different things and some things you may not like what people say as you may not like what peachy says, but you know, I'm still going to say you it. ain't got to like what you say. All but I, gotta I, do love, come back but I love you guys all the same. They're going to come <laughs> back and kiss your toes when it happened and you'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Nigga be like, dang, I gotta kiss her toes. Dag never, I should have just listened to her in the first place. Dang. And Milwaukee is getting in Miami's tailspins right now. God. All right, Peachy said that Milwaukee would win. Guys, it's basketball time. If you're a basketball fan, enjoy the playoffs. I know Cali tried to throw shade. So so Cali, first of all, Cali, those Philly fans gotta watch out for Breezy. Cause I ain't no punk. Number two, the um, Cali tried to throw in. Oh, the Lakers and uh and Celtics took those lumps. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I still got my Lakers in six. We're fine. Cali ain't no joke, man. I, you know what? I, I I don't have my Celtics in six, PG, because I'm I'm a realist. I I I, <laughs> I believe in them, uh, but uh, I do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's a whole nother show. Make sure you tune in to Sea Breeze <laughs> podcast on tomorrow night because we're gonna talk to, we're gonna be talking about the Celtics again. All right. And so, guys, we appreciate you. But again, please, before the night is over, matter of fact, why don't you know what? Let me just I tell you what. We want you to follow us on all the social media platforms. So here's how uh, see that list right there? It's twice. Click on every link and make sure you're doing it. Guys, we appreciate the support. Keep supporting. Keep staying faithful. Keep your ears to the streets. I know somebody was talking about uh, D.D. Westbrook and they wanted to know if it's picking up steam. It's clear that the 49ers are trying to add 
They're trying to add another wide receiver. Trying to add a veteran wide receiver. A veteran. Oh, that's the key word. Why are we, why are we whispering? <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why we're whispering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are trying to add a veteran wide receiver. That's important because they did not draft a wide receiver. And they did sign one in, in the undrafted free agents. But um, I'm not sure he's going to stick it out. But guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk, man. We appreciate you. Stay up. Stay faithful. Most importantly, PG, what do we got to do? You got to keep it nitty gritty. Nitty gritty. Let's go. Nitty gritty, this that nice talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nice talk. Yeah. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, this that nice talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that nice talk. Nice talk, nitty gritty, this that nice talk.